Ah, I'm gutted. So bit gutted. I, I've never closed the restaurant before. Uh, I never really wanted to, you know. It's, um, it's, it's definitely a decision that, like, we we didn't fail, you know. It's tricky times in Australian hospitality. April sees the end of JobKeeper, rent abatement for many people, and some insolvency protections which have hung around for directors of companies. Combine that with tricky market conditions and continuing trading restrictions in many parts of the country. And for a lot of people, it's a perilous landscape for hospitality, particularly in and around some of our central CBDs. I'm here today to talk to Ian Ling, who owns two restaurants in inner Melbourne in Carlton in the University District. And today he came out with some sad news about one of them. Welcome to Dirty Linen, Ian. Hey, Daddy. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, tell us what you um, what news you shared today. Uh, well, we, we me and my business partners have come to the decision to close Superling, unfortunately. Um, it's just uh, having waited all of last year, um, just with the, the universities being at kind of 20% um, capacity um, and not really knowing, having a good plan out. Um, it just seems like waiting another year um, when we even, we're not sure what the decisions are going to be made then, like if the international flights are coming back or if the students are coming back or whatever it is, it's, it, there's a multitude of, of reasons for doing it. But um we decided to get out now before kind of it became more of a, a kind of millstone around our necks. Um, and and we started to kind of probably like our feelings towards it would have turned at some point in the year just due to a situation that's completely out of our control. Yeah, it's interesting you, you mentioned your feelings because it is such a, a, a tricky balance between, you know, the the – the stark realities of business and the emotional roller coaster that you've been on, isn't it? Oh, 100%. There's always that kind of thing of the, the, the beautiful thing about restaurants and hospitality is, is they're all different. Um, and that's a reflection of those, those owners and the culture and, and the things that those, those um, businesses bring to your area. Like even kind of, just a little bit thing changes and and the clientele notice it like very much you, you your your guests come on the journey with you um and you need to be um operating at, at your at your best to, to to make sure that you respect those um those good intentions from those guests yeah, I mean, and you are such a present owner in your businesses. So you've got the Hotel Lincoln just a few doors up from Superling. Um, and Superling's been there for a couple of years. And it is one of those restaurants that people feel quite emotional about. And I know that I've, you know, sat in there and had a Mapo Tofu Jaffle. You just do this really playful Chinese food, it's, you know, re- references and influences from, from everywhere. And it is just a really joyful expression of hospitality in my opinion and I think you know there are when you know we know we're going to lose restaurants and some of them I guess hit you harder than others and yeah there's just a, I guess a a really I don't know Superling just has such a, a sweet nice place in the Melbourne hospitality scene so I'm personally really sad to hear that it's only going to be around for another six weeks or so um 
what's it like, you know, I mean, did this decision sneak up on you or were you waiting for the uni to come back and just to see what things were like? You know, what were some of the catalysts for this, you know, for you saying, okay, this is the time to, to press that button? Well, it's it's going back to the reasons. There wasn't really kind of, um, there wasn't a moment where I was like, Actually, there probably was, but I get that in a moment. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a clear moment where it was like, "Shit, we've got to do this." Like we kind of opened with a blaze of glory on October the twenty eighth, and then we all ran into Christmas. There was no kind of week off after spring carnival racing, and you gathered your head and you sat there your troops down, and you're like, "Right, cool, we're going into November. We're going to do December." Like for us, it was just one enormous fast forward. Um, to, to basically the first week in January. Um, and it was only then that I got to sit down with managers, supervisors, accountants, um, and go, right, cool, let's look at this, let's look at that. We were just so happy to be open again and, and serving our guests and, and dealing with those day-to-day problems, which kind of are well-documented now, the, the lack of staff, the kind of just even stock. I mean, we're still chasing down tequila and things just because the international trade like there's there's just so many more factors at the moment and everything's just I don't know maybe 15 to 20 percent harder um but we were kind of we were look we were looking at our projections what as much as you can project in in this in this business market um there's so many things out of your control like we don't really know if the, the kind of regular Melbourne calendar is going to come back I mean, Grand Prix is in November this year. Um, like, so everything's out. Everything's just, it looks familiar, but it's a little bit out of whack. Um, that snap lockdown um, a few weeks ago, that really hurt. Um, we were full for however many days. We had private events booked for the Lunar New Year. We had a lot of families coming in to use the space. It's like a little nice, like, kind of exclusive 25, 28 people in there. And we had to cancel all of them, and, and they couldn't rebook, you know. And it's not so much that the the community definitely rallied behind us, and they emptied our fridges. But for a business, we were counting on their cash flow. We were counting on making a little bit extra that week to help us with whatever we needed help with. Paying the super, paying the ATO, paying Silver Chef, paying whatever bill it is. Um and with that taken away with us from, from it was and it was taken away from us with kind of hours notice it was five or six hours um what happens if that happens again because there's still hotel quarantine still working in that same order so it, it's quite possible it's going to get out again and what happens to your very like eggshell financial situation like especially if you've like if you haven't got JobKeeper anymore um, and all of the protections, um, like it's, it's, it's one of those things is like, it, it, they are the straws that break the camel's back, you know? So it's, it's not one time, but the snap lockdown was the time that was probably for me was the time where I was like, I'm not making the wrong decision because we can't hang on for another 12 months and it is hanging on. Well, that's, isn't it? Isn't it? it that's it, isn't it? It's like, 
you've got so many variables that you can't control, so many huge, I guess, world issues, state issues, city issues that you can't control. And then the thing that you can control is whether you're doing business at all. Exactly. And, and <laughs> it's, yeah, and like I've got to say that like, Australia is like such an amazing place for someone like me. I moved here in 2009. I, I came out of London and, and the big groups and things like that. And um, nobody really ever said to me I could own a restaurant until I got to Australia. And it gave me the confidence to say I could and look into it and learn things about it. Um, you know, so I'm very fortunate to have made the move and, and have the confidence and, and have the right kind of connections and things to do that. Um, and now it's kind of it's, it's kind of the opposite. Like I'm, I'm telling people not to open restaurants at the moment unless they're sat on stacks and stacks of cash. Um, because you need to be very, very fluid and you need to be very mobile in your product. Yeah, I mean, some people are saying that if you do it very lean and without a lot of staff and keep it really under control, that this is this could be a good time to open something that's, you know, very manageable. Oh, 100%, but you still, it's, it's going back to that old adage of location, location, location. Right. Um, for all the guys who are existing and who've changed their, their, their business model X amounts of times in the last year or so, um, like they might they might have had a victory um, if they're, say, a little bit more suburban. Um, so a lot of people might be supporting their locals a lot more. But for us at, at the pub, we've got seven years of trade there now, so we've, we've got a good understanding of the market. School holidays are terrible for us because everybody's a worker and they all go to wherever they go to. Like they go home, they go away, they go to the nans, they go to the beach house. So for us, it's it's never really been a viable option. Like we did take away from Super League, but it was to put a little bit of money in the till. It wasn't, we went one of those success stories, mm. you know, and, and it's amazing the, the success stories that you hear and the guys who are still going into supermarkets and things like that but they're still most of them are, are still city based and those guys are still kind of feeling the, the bite from not having the guys in the offices who are only returning in did, did, have they return this week or are they going in next week yeah yeah um what about the pub i mean how is that going uh the pubs the pubs the pub um it's probably a little bit down year on year um but there's still a really good feeling about it. Um, the 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 thing with the pub is, like people all just walk in. Like it's it's a lot bigger. Like on seven o'clock on a Friday or whatever the seating time is on a Friday, we can fit more than twenty five people in. So our critical mass times in the pub are, are good. Um, we've seen a really nice uptime, which we didn't anticipate with the extra seating outside. Obviously, it's getting a little bit colder now. But um, soon we'll have the fire roaring and the AFL will be back on. Um, so that'll, that brings another different crowd in. Um, but we, having said that, we're going to lose our, our, our good relationships with the faculties. Melbourne Business School would book in a, a, a function every five to six weeks. And there's a few other faculties from um, RMIT and Melbourne Uni who use this regularly. So we've lost those those revenue streams now. Um, so we're going to have to dig deep and work out how to 
try and replace them or work a little bit differently. Um, but they're, they're new challenges for the year. You know, there's a new challenge every year. It seems. Well, there certainly is. I mean, do you feel like focusing on one business will sort of give you a few more emotional reserves to deal with the challenges uh, at the pub? Hopefully, um, hopefully it does, um, especially with kind of two young kids and everything else that's going on in the world. Um, hopefully it is uh, something that just kind of makes us a little bit leaner and meaner. Um, we're keeping the Superlink site on. Or we're going to make it into a private dining room um, for the pub and do some pop-ups and things there going forward. Okay. Um, so there's, there's definitely things that we're doing, but we're not going to have that continual um, – um, staff outgoing and like all of those things like kind of menus and websites and all those things that need constant like even social media that need constant kind of updating and checking on hopefully that just kind of reduces our workloads a little bit um, and makes us yeah I look just a little bit more agile to get through 2021 and you know uh, we were chatting at the top of this conversation about, you know, JobKeeper and rent abatement and, you know, those those government instruments that are changing or falling away. What kinds of conversations do you think people in restaurants are going to be having with, you know, with themselves or with their accountants? What kinds of things do you foresee? Um, oh, well, I don't know. That's uh, pretty, pretty much any conversation you can imagine. Um can you can you cut costs? Can you open less? Can you open longer? Can you get into a different market? Can you do more delivery? Um, can you get into supermarkets? Like it's it's all about cash flow at the moment, um, especially with kind of even with JobKeeper and it, it's um, pros and cons. Um, it was still a well when you got it, it was a decent chunk of change in your bank account, which usually paid some bills that week. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I think a lot of it depends on how, how uh, your relationship with your landlord. I mean, we're, we're pretty lucky, but uh, there are some horror stories going around. Um, and just going forward, kind of, is it sustainable? Like, just take an example of, let's say, it's a more kind of um, specialized restaurant. Say they need chefs from overseas. Are there enough chefs from overseas? who are qualified enough to, to make your restaurant run for the next 6, 12, 18 months until there is international flights and it's easier to move around and like all of these skill shortages that we're seeing. Um, is it like kind of like our, our, our big thing was about with sibling, we were going to have to wait until 2022. I think that's probably a question that a lot of people have to ask. Is it okay for them to wait? three, six, nine, 12 months before they get those key factors back into their business or whatever it is. You might be at the bottom of a, of a 60 story high rise, which might only be at 30%. You know, when are those people coming back? Are those people coming back? Like are those companies upstairs? Are they restructuring so they can have more people at home? Um, you've, you've kind of got to take each, each um, business for its, for where it is and, and the different stresses it has on it. But all of those stresses are stresses at the moment. There's no such thing as a kind of easy ride. You have to really want to do it, hey? Oh, yeah. But we all do. <laughs> like, 
I'd open another restaurant tomorrow if I thought it was going to be a good idea. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. It's this real, I mean, there is, there's, there are so many, I guess, competing or conflicting motivations and feelings and desires floating around the industry at the moment, it seems to me. You know, people still, there's so much optimism and, and there's so much heartbreak. It's really, it is that roller coaster, isn't it? Yeah, I think the cycle's a lot quicker at the moment. I think this, the cycle used to be a lot longer, like kind of you could have a really good period, like you, you could be in a really good purple patch. But now it could be a day or two where you, you, you just get an, an email or whatever it is and you're full of despair, and then a couple of days later you get, I don't know, you might just catch up with somebody you haven't seen for a year, which is still happening, you know, and, like, just that connection will fill you with with positivity, like, and yeah, we can do this, yeah, we can beat this, yeah, we can get through 2021. Yeah. It's, it's almost exactly a year ago that it was all um... – crashing down around us and it's like oh you know we're gonna all get those reminders on our social media about you know what happened on this day last year for me the one that I got today was uh the pasta rescue pasta like people started making pasta for pickup and that whole sort of delivery model started swinging into action but you know how do you look back on this last year oh just with I'm not sure because we, we ran into a charity thing and we did COVID EAD and I was like we're, we're just wrapping that up now like I think we're just planning kind of a little rap party which will be the first time I've seen probably out of 200 people it will be the first time I've met 176 of them um, like everything was separate you know um, and that was pretty cool but that was that was really big and that took a, a lot of our time and homeschooling and um, just the general kind of, we did a little bit of barbecue to keep the chefs busy. We did a little bit of um, like bottles of wine, bottles of beer out the window, which was cool because our regulars kept coming in and that kept them kind of like kind of the routine. Like pubs are a lot about routine. Um, Superlink did takeaway all, all the way throughout, which was pretty cool. We changed the menu up there a couple of times just just to keep it interesting for the for the chefs, um, but yeah, it's been busy. I don't really think it's. I haven't really sat down and, and kind of processed it, but it's definitely changed most of the people I know. Like maybe you're a little bit older. Maybe well, you're definitely a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit, a bit more, kind of more positive and like what we can come together to do collectively. Like, I think that would be definitely a thing for me. Um, and then on the kind of back of it, kind of like the divides that we saw in, in our communities, like, like there was, there was a definite kind of divide where people had like salary. And then there was the guys that we left behind where kind of you were doing the stuff with Ben and we were trying to feed them and, and that was, um, for me, that was kind of sad in, in, in our society, you know? Yeah. Well, you did amazing work with um, COVID EAD. So that was really um, cooking meals and delivering them everywhere to um, hospitality workers. Um, and, I mean, yeah, 
you really threw so much energy into that. And I, I really, yeah, I, I can, I think that when you look back, it's like, yeah, I totally relate to that thing where you haven't processed it yet because you've just been in it. And of course you're still in it. It's like, you've just made a massive decision. Um, for your business so it's it's funny it's like I feel like a lot of people think that it's over but then for so many people business owners such as yourself you're very much still in the thick of it hey oh definitely definitely it's um it's I, I've said it a couple of times I think 2021 is probably going to be more difficult than 2020 business wise I think 2020 was more kind of about yourself and making sure you didn't go crazy or get a divorce or blow up at one of your kids when they were on um, the homeschooling um, sessions because they were just doing whatever they wanted to do because they didn't think the teacher was looking. <laughs> um, you know, like, but I personally, I'd never spent that much time with my family before. Like, like I'm at work, I'm doing this. Like, yeah, cool, you have family days, but you're not all on top of each other all of the time. Um, and then this year is going to be more business decisions and it's kind of like, what do we know? How, how like how can we control that? Can we control that? And they're they're the big decisions facing most small to medium sized businesses this year. Um, I don't think there'll be much more government funding coming, if if at all. I think they might look after the arts, look after tourism, maybe a little bit of hospitality, but it's still to be seen. There's not much kind of. Um, uh, evidence to say that they will support hospitality i don't think what do you think about that i mean do you think do you wish it was different uh i think we've got a lot more support than other places other countries which we have to be thankful for but at the same time there's definitely and it's not a level playing field if you look at if you look at all of the industries some industries have been treated much better than others so it's one of those things where it is what it is. You can't go back and change it. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm not really holding out too much kind of, but like if, for example, I went to Chadston the other day, it was absolutely chockers. You walk into Chadston, there's X amount of thousands of people there. You walk through, you go to a couple of shops and then you sit down and have a coffee and then you've got to sign in. So there's like all these little examples and it's kind of like if there are rules, they have to be fair and it has to be a level playing field. If not, you're going to have see an economic disadvantage. Right. So you feel like restaurants have got a lot more onerous restrictions than some other industries in that in that regard? Not 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 just restaurants, but all all hospitality. It's Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I guess it's swings and roundabouts, isn't it? There has been that support, but then there are still trading restrictions and, and a very difficult landscape. And yeah, it's just, as you say, you know, this whole period has shown us various divides in society. And one of them in, you know, hospitality is simply just where you happen to be. Location, as, as you pointed out, is so crucial to what you, what your experience in 2020 was like. And of course, what the recovery is like. Do you, what do you think about customers, Ian? Like, how are, do, you, do you feel like customers get it? Are you, what sort of customer behaviour are you, are you seeing? Uh, guess the, guess are generally great. But, like, we work on kind of a lot of return custom. Um, 
I've definitely had situations where people like make it more of a thing to let you know that they don't give a shit about the rules. Um, it's like I'm not quite sure if you disagree with the rules or you're just trying to attack the tr- attention to yourself. Um, but that, I'm sh- there's always going to be people like that. Um, I do think there's a bit of a divide between north and south on on observation. Um, north, I think the north north crowd is a little bit more kind of um, a bit more cautious. I think they went a bit quicker down down south. There was a lot more cues and things and cues at bars earlier. Um, uh, but yeah, I think like the amount of messages of support and like just just tables like hey, can I get a table? Can I get a table? Can I get a table? That's been great. Um, and then yeah, it's there's there's definitely a thing of um, I don't know how to say it. Um, it's not as comfortable as it as it was. Like people are still a little bit on edge. I don't know if that's consumer confidence or confidence in like I don't know if it's just everyone's got a little bit of the heebie-jeebies put up them. But it was I I kind of feel like that snap down set us back a little bit on our on our, our pathway to to wherever we're going this time. Yeah, it definitely pulled the rug out from under a lot of people, didn't it? Because it did feel like we were close-ish to normal-ish and then you just felt like, oh, everything everything can change really quickly, yeah. Um, so what's it, you know, you must have a swirl of emotions around closing Superling. What what would you say is sort of coming to the fore? Is it is it sadness? Is it relief? Like how are you feeling? Ah, I'm gutted. Feel a bit gutted. Like, I've never closed a restaurant before. Uh, I never really wanted to. You know, it's um, it's it's definitely a decision that, like, we we didn't fail. You know. Yeah. Like, and I think, like, kind of when it's when it's out of your hands a bit more, it's a little bit harder to kind of accept. I mean, definitely today, having announced today like I told a couple of people and they all came in they were like are you okay do you want a hug I'm like no fine leave me alone <laughs> but today I like it's like it's like it's either a cross between my birthday or a death in the family I've probably got about 300 messages to reply to um, tonight um, so that that's really nice that's really warming um, that's really kind of it shows you that we weren't doing a bad thing yeah but yeah, going back going back to like the original question, yeah, it's it's a bit gutting when it's you're not really in control. We're not closing because it was our fault. Like we didn't mess it up that much. It's just that there's an opportunity for us to get out now before we potentially dig a massive hole again, which we've dug up, just dug ourselves out of. Um, because there's just not, not enough. There's just not enough people like in the area like our, our business model like when you write your business plan you do your due diligence and our business plan doesn't fit what is available to us at the moment well i think you know it is testament to what you created that you've got those hundreds of messages to reply to and i'm sure you're going to have 
so much love for the restaurant over the um the next six weeks before you close the doors for the last time um thanks for creating it and yeah you're right you didn't do anything wrong you did so many things right and it's just a really shitty situation um but yeah I hope it does give you the give you the time and a bit more petrol in the tank to focus on the the challenges that you're going to have at the Hotel Lincoln just up the street um but yeah, th- thank you so much for making time to to chat to me on a day when you've just got a lot going on. I really do appreciate it. Awesome, thank you for your for your time and thanks for the call, Danny. It was it was cool to. It's actually been quite quite therapeutic talking about it. <laughs> good, I'm it's glad. Good. Thank you. See ya. Thanks, mate. Bye bye. This is Dirty Linen, and I'm Danny Valant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.